Hi guys, my name is Alana and this is my first podcast ever. And I would like to share with you my story with anxiety and a little depression. Um, so yeah, I'm going to get right into it. So it started when, well, my first panic attack happens when I was like seven years old, I want to say. And I was with my mom at the time. And uh, I th- we were out to eat, I believe. And um, I just didn't feel right. But it was like a weird feeling because I never felt this before. And, you know, don't forget, I was a kid. So, you know, when I said it to my mom, how I described it probably was just like, I don't feel good or I kind of just ignored it. I don't even remember if I told my mom or not. So, um, it didn't last long, luckily, but I just thought it was, like, something I ate or something, like, I just remember that, you know, like, that pit in your stomach that you feel, it's kind of like that, but it was, like, worse. It's so hard to describe a panic attack, but anyway, that was just the beginning of it. I put it aside and I think it uh, happened a few more times in my childhood. And again, I ignored it. Um, So when it really started, you know, it worsened actually as I got older. So I actually, I don't tell a lot of people this, but since I'm trying to open up about my mental illness, I'm going to have to. But I have a phobia that affects most, uh, I want to say, like, almost every aspect of my life. And the phobia, it's going to sound silly, you know, to some people, but it's, it's fear of throwing up. It's fear of seeing throw up, hearing about it, hearing that somebody did it. It's a, it's so irrational and it's so silly, I know, but that fear started when I was five. I didn't get like, I don't remember getting an actual panic attack when I was five years old, but I just remember like I was sitting next to this little boy at lunch and I look over and there was like a pile of throw up. I don't even like using the word. I don't like hearing it, but you know what? I have to get used to it because we're all human. So anyway, I look to my right side or left side. I don't know. I don't remember. So I see a pile of throw up and I freaked out. I was shaking like crazy and crying. And like, I remember a teacher helping me saying what's wrong. And I don't know if I even told them. You know, there are only little things you remember sometimes in your childhood going way back. You know, it's just how it is because your memory, you know, things like that. But, okay, so I, you know, I was startled and I remember coming home and I wasn't eating or anything. I was just so frightened and my mom's like, come on, you have to eat something and yeah that's you know it's very silly but you know it's a real thing and there's actually a name for it 
I think it starts with an E, but I'm not 100% sure how it's said. I have to look it up. Anyway, I'll tell you another time. Um, so that's kind of where most of my anxiety comes from. You know, I have like, well, I'll get into the story first, but I have like social anxiety too, as you could probably tell (laughs) uh, from the story I'm about to tell, but okay. So, uh, I was 13 years old. I was in eighth grade, you know, sitting in class on a summer day or a hot day, I want to say, like, close to the end of um, summer. It was, like, in September. It's funny how I remember exactly, exactly. But um, I was sitting in math class, and, you know, it was very hot in the school. There was no air conditioner, and I just felt, like, really, like, ill. Like, I don't know, like, how to describe it, but, like, my body felt shaky. I felt... um, very like nervous and I think my heart was racing I remember uh if I remember correctly I think my heart was like racing I was just I was all freaked out I I didn't know what was happening to me I was sweating um so I asked to use the bathroom so I used the bathroom and I called my mother immediately because I was frightened and you know I explained to her that I really don't feel good I don't know what's wrong with me I don't know what's happening you know I was freaking out I was crying I was so upset you know it's it's such a frightening feeling especially when you don't know what is wrong with you or even how to describe it so think of it like that if you never experienced a panic attack or know what anxiety feels like so she said to go, my mother said to go back to class, you know, see how you feel. And if not, uh, she would come pick me up. So, you know, um, I felt a little better. You know, I went to the bathroom, threw some cold water on my face, you know, tried to shake it out of me, you know, get rid of this feeling. And I go back to class, I felt worse. <laughs> you know, I felt even worse. So I was like, oh my God, I gotta go. So I left again, used the bathroom, called my mom, and she said, all right, I'll come pick you up. So she met me at the nurse's office, and I think the nurse actually said maybe it's just anxiety or something. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm really feeling sick. Like, there's something wrong with me. I was so convinced. Uh, so... You know, they said that maybe it's anxiety, so you might, she might need to be medicated if it's this bad. So I go home, my mom's trying to feed me, uh, make me food and stuff like that. I just, I had no desire to eat. I really, I just wasn't hungry. I, I didn't feel right. So I remember that whole night, I, I still was feeling weird, like you would, I would think that, you know, I wanted to be home and I would feel better. And out of that heat, and I thought I would be back to myself. You know, I thought it was just temporary. But no, 
Uh, I missed two weeks of school. During those two weeks of school, I remember going to all sorts of doctors to find out what is wrong with me. I went to specialists. I think I went to, I went to a gynecologist because we thought it was like a hormone issue. And I think, I believe my menstrual cycle was like a few days late. So we tried that. They said that, uh, I think they were the ones that said it could be anxiety, but I'm not sure. Or it was like my doctor. And I remember one doctor saying that they don't know what's wrong with me. No one gave me any conditions, luckily, because that probably would have freaked me out even more. Uh, so what happened was eventually somebody recommended, I think it was like a gynecologist or something, said that I should go to a nurse practitioner. And I think we told them what was going on at school, like from, we called my school to tell them what was going on. And they recommended the school psychiatrist. Uh, yeah, they had a school psychiatrist for the districts. So I met with her, I believe, also. And I met with the nurse practitioner. And we told her what was going on. She said, sounds like you have GAD, generalized anxiety disorder. So I did that. Uh, So I went to her. She did like counseling and she gave me medicine. And we were fighting medicine for a while. Um, My dad's big on no medications. He doesn't believe believe in it at all. So, but... He even gave in because he saw that I was so bad during those two weeks. Oh, my God. It was crucial. It was terrible. I was I was bed rested. I was in bed for like two weeks. I wasn't eating. I lost 15 pounds. I was weak. I was sick. I looked sick. It, It was horrible. You know, picture not eating for a few weeks. I mean... Your body needs food to survive. And I wasn't getting, you know, I I wasn't getting the proper nutrition in me. And also, I stopped taking care of myself. Uh, I don't want to say it, but I, I did not shower. I just couldn't. I was too nervous. Not for two weeks, but like a few days. And yeah, it was really, really bad. It was like probably one of the worst events that has ever happened to me in my life because number one I didn't know it was anxiety and number two I felt so sick like it it was bad I was up all night walking the walls um I felt like I was gonna throw up my I felt so acidy in my stomach it was so weird and So what happened after, you know, I met with the nurse practitioner, she started me on a low dose of Prozac and that takes like two, two weeks uh, to kick in. So I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? 
And now that I think about it, they should have just prescribed me benzos. But now I'm kind of glad that they didn't because benzos are really, really bad for you. But at that time, I really, really needed something because during those two weeks, I developed agoraphobia, which is for the people that don't know, is you're afraid to leave the house. I I literally would not even step foot outside my own house. It was really scary. I felt like I was losing it. Like there was, I felt like I was dying. I'm not even lying to you. Anxiety is the worst. And, you know, everyone's like saying it's anxiety. I'm like, what? No. So went to the doctor and I started the Prozac immediately. And then I went to the school psychiatrist also. And that was that. And... I was just shocked, though, like with anxiety, how much it took over my life. You would never think that. But it's it's a real sickness. And it's it's not considered physical, even though I feel like it should be, because some people actually have physical symptoms from it. And I know that everyone at some point gets some anxiety in their life. You know, we're all human beings. But there's a difference between anxiety and an actual anxiety disorder. So I was diagnosed with GID and panic disorder. And for the people that know what a panic attack is, that's how my two weeks were. It was like on and off panic attacks, nonstop. It was like just attacking me and I was so frightened I really was and I think what made me more frightened was that my parents really didn't know what was happening either and some uh, my parents were actually crying not in front of me but I saw them crying because they were so worried for me you know seeing your own daughter or son suffering like that I mean it's terrible I honestly would have rather probably well I don't want to say I mean I feel like it would be best for me and my parents if I was actually if I stayed at the hospital I really should have been hospitalized then I probably would have got help a lot sooner and probably wouldn't be suffering that long like that was just insane so yeah that's my story and throughout the years it was like on and off, on and off. Like there were years where I was great and years where I had my downs, where, you know, it it happens again. And, you know, I guess I'll talk about now how I'm doing. So about... Okay, so 2018, I decreased my medicine. I'm not on Prozac anymore. I'm on something called Effexor, and I've been on it for eight years. I find that it works, but on the right dose, and that was hard to find throughout the years, I feel like. So in 2018, I decreased my medicine myself. So 
which was not very good because you never want to cut down your medicine cold turkey or without doctor permission. But I, I just went down myself. Like I just did it myself, the medicine without informing a doctor or a medical profession, professional, but And one of the reasons why I did it was because my dad always tells me how bad medicine is. And that will be one of my topics in my next podcast, probably. Um, It's not that... I mean, yeah, medicine is bad for you, but sometimes you just need it. And, And especially me, I really am against medicine, but... I wasn't surviving, and that's not good. That That's just, that's obviously horrible that anxiety got the best of me and took over my entire life where it um, disabled me from doing certain things. Like, that's just not living, and that's where I feel that medicine comes in hands for things like that. You know, it's a real mental illness. It may not sound it, but once you actually experience it yeah it's a whole different ball game but anyway um so in 2018 yes I went you know I went down on my medicine uh and I was fine for about a year and I mean I would have like panic attacks here and there but they were they uh it wasn't it was like maybe like once a month I want to say at least but in 2019 that's when it hit me well a few months into 2019 I was not feeling well again so I told my doctor she gave me a medicine called boost bar and I was very hesitant about taking that I hate taking medicine. I really, really do. And I would do everything to... I'm like... I want to say I'm like the holistic type. Even though I take a lot of medications. But yeah, I look for all holistic things on... You know, natural things, supplements. Anything but medicine. Like, I'm so against it. I really don't like taking medicine but like I said sometimes you have to and again this was disabling me from doing things in my life so yes they added boost bar to my medicine list and I was on the smallest dose and she kept raising it and raising it and soon to be I was on the highest dose why she kept raising it was because I was saying it's not helping I still feel weird You know, I'm still not feeling myself. So, you know, that's a doctor's job, right? If you're coming to them and saying that you don't feel well, they're going to increase your medicine. That's what they do. So, you know, I felt like Boost Bar didn't do anything for me. I truly didn't. I mean, it definitely did something because um, I was feeling better and able to do certain things like go to school and work again but I just didn't feel the same 
like I did in 2018. I feel like that was a better year for me with my overall anxiety and all that. I just still didn't feel right. So, uh, I wanted to go down on the boost bar, but my doctor wouldn't let me because she was afraid of the withdrawal effects. This is one of the reasons why I hate medicines, especially antipsychotics, antidepressants, and all those kind of mental medicines. So I told her, you know, how I felt. She wouldn't listen to me, and I just felt like I wasn't being, uh, she wasn't hearing me out. So I'm like, you know what, I gotta switch doctors. This doctor is horrible. And she really was in ways that I'm not going to really get into right now. But anyway, I switched doctors. And the place I went to, you know, I said that I've been on Effexor, 75 milligrams, 60 milligrams of Boost Bar. And they're both not working. Took me, uh, decreased my medicine, not all at once, but we were doing one of them at a time. She decreased my medicine. Uh, well, actually, the Effexor, I forgot to mention she raised the Effexor because I said I wasn't feeling well. She raised it to 150. They brought it back down to 75. And now I'm on Boost Bar 30 milligrams. And I don't want to say I feel better than ever, but I feel a lot better than I did then. So, model of the story is if you're not feeling right and your medical professional or whoever you're see- seeing is not hearing you out, then there's a problem. Because I just felt like a zombie when I was on that much medicine and, you know, it wasn't even helping me. So, I'm like, why am I taking this shit? And... People just need to take you more seriously. If you're telling them that you're not feeling right, they need to take you seriously, especially uh, medical professionals. I mean, that's what they do. They want to make their patients feel better. So I was on that much medicine and I was not feeling right. And now I'm on, I'm on a little, you know, I'm not on the lowest medicine that, you know, there is, but I'm not on so much medicine. I'm on low I'm on two medications, but they're on low on the lower side of milligrams, and I feel better. Um, around my period, like PMS time, oh my god, it's the worst. My anxiety's through the roof, and uh, I actually have something that I take. Uh, it's like I do not take benzos for panic attacks. I have before. But now I just take something called hydroxyzine, and it is actually an allergy medicine that is Benadryl, Benadryl-based. And it actually helps me a lot. I, it's only for a panic attack, which is only taken once in a while. It's kind of like what a benzo does, because uh, Benadryl is actually very calming and makes you very sleepy. So that actually calms me down. It's kind of like... a sedative but it's not it doesn't you know it makes I'm able to function I get tired on it but anyway um 
and that really saved me uh, from panic attacks and knowing that I have something to grab when I'm having a panic attack because uh, some sometimes I could get through a panic attack without it, but rarely I can. It depends how bad and the severity of my panic attack is. And like I said, the, the triggers are like just not feeling well, whether it is related to throwing up or not. But, you know, majority is I just take it when I have panic attack. And, and for those that have panic attacks know that sometimes they just occur for reasons that we're not aware of. But yeah, this is my story. And I will be posting more, but I just wanted you guys to get, you know, the feel of what I will be talking about on this podcast. I want my page to be, I mean, my podcasts to be mainly about mental health and, you know, maybe other topics that people could suggest to me would be great. Um, But, you know, I enjoy talking about this and... I will be posting again soon. Thank you.